Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Okay, so question for you all. Have you tried Reiki yet? And if you haven't, why? <laughs> no, but for reals, it if you haven't done Reiki yet, I highly suggest that you give it a try. Um, for me, the one person that I've been going to that has made a monumental difference in my vibration and my connection with my higher self and my guides has been Heather at um, Breath of Like Reiki. And if you haven't done it, I suggest going to her because she is phenomenal. <laughs> so if you haven't tried it, Go to Breath of Life Reiki 1111 at gmail.com. Send her a little message and get this, you guys. If you mention Lorelei, she will give you 25% off. Dude, that is amazing. So if you've been interested in Reiki and you've never done before or maybe you haven't been doing it or whatever, you want to do it again contact Heather at breathoflifereiki1111 at gmail.com or you can go to her IG because that's where everybody is these days. Also breathoflifereiki1111 and on Facebook, same thing, breathoflifereiki. And if you mention Lorelei, L-O-R-E-L-E-I, she will give you 25% off. So now you have no excuse. Go get you some Reiki, y'all, and tell them I sent you and you'll get a little bit of percentage off. All right. I love you guys check it out. (laughs) I'm holding her hair against her will. Yes. She's using my vocal cords as a weapon. (laughs) I haven't been paid for this, so I will not speak until I get my ransom money. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am your host, Lorelai, and I have, again, Julie Lyons here. Hello! She is going to talk again with me because we just love talking to each other. We do. We have good conversations. We have great conversations. Yes, we do. I've waited my whole life to have somebody to talk to like this. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. We're podcast married. We're podcast married. <laughs> I just jumped our commitment level. I know. <laughs> Throwing it out there in the universe. We went up to the next rung. Right. <laughs> Didn't even ask permission. Just did it. It's okay. I have you here against yeah. your will. Yes, that is true. <laughs> you will speak. I will not speak. <laughs> okay. So, you guys, today we're going to be talking about holding space. And we're going to be talking about what it is and how does one hold space effectively. Because there's a difference between 
holding space for somebody and not being very good at it and then being good at it. And most of the time, it's the difference between allowing people to share what they need to share without judgment and then, you know, not doing that. But right. <laughs> it's Easier like, said than done. I know. From previous experience. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the time, especially in like a relationship perspective, when you're holding space for your significant other or your partner, you have to do it without trying to fix. And that can be really, really challenging, especially because I feel like now don't don't hate on me too much. My my male counterparts out there, but I feel like guys are inherently into wanting to fix right? because that is part of I feel like just sort of what they do. They fix they they see and they do They're They are of that male energetic where they need to do. Something. Did you want me to empty the dishwasher because I emptied the dishwasher for you? It's like like I fixed it. It's no, like, that's not what I mean. Let me let me explain. It's not about the dishes. Yes, there's so <laughs> much more. Yes. And it's just like, uh, let's talk about the balance. But yes. the holding space. So, you know, you're in a situation where you are crying and you're devastated about, you know, whatever happens. I guess the, the easiest example would be, you know, you broke up with your with your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you're devastated and you just need to let out what is happening and you just need to talk about it and holding space for somebody to me is when i'm talking to this friend i'm I'm talking to you about it and you sit there and maybe you cry with me maybe you just you tell me i i love you i'm here i'm so sorry this is awful and you're not saying well maybe you should have done this Mm. Maybe, maybe if you would have done this, it wouldn't have happened. Mm. Or what if you tried doing this and maybe you can get him back? Cut him off. Yeah. Throw him in the gutter. <laughs> Forget he even existed. That actually Go out is... on the dating scene. <laughs> to get over a guy, you got to get under a new one. Uh, oh, God. That's the worst That's advice. the worst ever. advice ever. Don't do that. Don't. Take time to hold space for yourself and grieve. Yes. Yes. And have those people that will be willing to sit there with you and be like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to eat a lot of ice cream mm-hmm. and we're going to watch Grey's Anatomy or whatever show that makes you guys both very happy. Murder mysteries. It's fine. Yeah. Or like, what is that one? So you think you can dance? Oh my God. That one's like a... It's cute. It is a... It's it a, makes me more cry because I get really happy for them because some of them don't think that they're that good, but they are that good. And then yeah. they have like the them cheering it i'm like and you know what it is for me is watching like the couples dance together and you see that there's more going on there and they do this dance together and it's like fucking obvious that you're just like oh you two are making out on the sidelines oh yeah there's no way they're keeping that in their pants i know see that's where i'm at that's why i'm like oh i like those shows i gotta know what's going on like what's (laughs) happening okay so bad i'm so sorry we digress we digress anyway holding of the space so can you talk a little bit more about how you hold space because i know that you do things to hold space for people pretty much all the time like that is part of your job and your volunteering and everything so i am volunteering as a crisis text counselor so you can go to crisistextline.org to look up all the resources and you can text into their number there if you're ever in a hot moment and somebody like myself will be on the other line and texting you back and what we 
attempt to do is to provide a space for you to or the person texting in a space to be seen be heard and to be able to manage and regulate their own emotions themselves Mm -hmm. but having somebody there to kind of like be like the big brother or big sister Mm. because nobody really enjoys being vulnerable because well I don't want to say nobody really enjoys being vulnerable that's a I don't mind being vulnerable I have a hard time being vulnerable so that's why I feel (laughs) like I am able to use this as a way to speak Mm -hmm. and because you hold the amazing space where I feel it in my body that everything is going to be okay and no matter what I say even if it's a little controversy uh, over it that even if I stumble just like I felt like I just did a moment ago that it's okay <laughs> it's okay there's no judgment there's no I have to worry about what I wear what I look like you know maybe I have to worry about my breath so I will take a piece of gum that you <laughs> offered me earlier because <laughs> you made me self-conscious about <laughs> oh my that. god I'm sorry I no it's okay to... I was That's just, just more me. of like I'm eating one so I'm getting one for you and now I'm gonna want. smack in everybody's ears but yeah. holding space is a beautiful thing that happens more often than we think. Yeah. We hold space for people when they have a baby and we come over and we take a look at their newborn baby and congratulate them. And that moment, it's all about them and the baby. It's mm-hmm. not about, oh, I like in this moment, you just had a baby, but I'm going to come over here and use this time to talk about that's the wrong time to hold space. Right. They're not able to do that. So in that moment, I'm holding space for them, putting my stuff on the back burner because they're not able to because they're busy. They just had a baby. They just got married. Some people are busy. Yeah. And they're not even able to give you that space, Mm -hmm. which is fine, Mm -hmm. because we never want to force somebody to hold space for us, because that's where aggression comes Mm -hmm. out. And that's where you're not listening to me, or you're being in contempt, you're eye rolling, they don't want to be here, they don't want to listen to it. So holding space in my avenue of thinking is that it's a beautiful thing when it's operated mutually. Mm. Mm-hmm. when the person wants to hold space for the other person. Yes. And sometimes you have to ask saying, hey, Lorelai, are you free sometime this week that we can maybe sit down and talk? Everything's fine. I just wanted to see if you're able to hold space for me. Yeah. I'm having a really tough time. Yeah. And then the other person gets to decide, yes, I would want to do that. Two, I'm going to set time aside for them. And three, I'm going to give my undivided attention. Yep. And if they're unable to hold space for them, they say, I want you to know that I love and support you, but I unfortunately am way too busy to be able to give that to you. Is there anything else I can do for you? Or can I find somebody else? Or can we brainstorm ideas? Like even if they're not able to sit down and fully hold space, I can't give you that, Mm. but I can help you find somebody who can. It's not a matter of, some people think holding space is, well, my my husband needs to listen to me when I talk and he needs to understand. Hmm. Does he? Does he though? Maybe what you need to express to him isn't for him to hold for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where a licensed therapist comes in, oh, yeah. where you can sit with them and be able to hold. They, the therapist, holds space. Have you ever been into a therapy session? You sit there on the couch and they stare at you and they wait for you to say something. <laughs> and at first, it's highly uncomfortable. Yeah, because I'm like, uh, is your day good? Yeah. <laughs> what like, did you eat for lunch? What? Like, they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're here to talk about you. And when the texters text in, they're like. Some of them want to have a conversation because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's not about me. 
my where I live and what I do and my hobbies are not important right now. Mm-hmm. What's important is that you were brave enough to reach out, ask for some space to be held for you. What's going on? Yeah. And to me, space holding is a way for people to, I use the metaphor of um, wearing the backpack. I oh, use yes. that a lot. Yes, we and, the backpack. Um, we carry things in our backpack, and sometimes our backpack gets heavy. And we need help saying, hey, do you think that I can open my backpack and dump everything out? Or maybe just a couple things, and maybe we can just go through it together and see what I like and what I don't like, because mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And instead of me saying, yeah, give me your backpack, let me dump it out, and you do this, and you do that, and you do that. Yeah. Like, that no. doesn't work. No. Okay, well, tell me, like, why is this important to you? Why do you feel this way? It's really brave of you to say that, or I love that you're expressing yourself. It's a space to be able to be heard and then be asked permission to proceed. Mm. Would you be open to ideas of brainstorming? Mm. Would you be open to any resources? Do you want my advice or do you want me just to listen? Yeah. How can I make this the most effective space? Right. What do you want to focus on today? Because it seems like you're going through a lot. Yeah. I might not be able to take away everything for you, but I want to be able to hold it for you so you can take a breath. Yes. Yep. Because sometimes it's really heavy and it's and when the heaviness consumes us, it pulls us down into the dark. Yes. And that's where the dark intrusive thoughts of when a crisis line happens, these people have reached out to their friends or their families and nothing is working Mm -hmm. and they see no light because it's just weighing them all the way down. Right. Because I I feel like whenever you try and reach out to people that you normally feel very comfortable and love and trust to hold space for you, sometimes how it is coming across isn't as effective as you need it to be. Because sometimes the space doesn't need to be constructive. Mm -mm. Sometimes it just needs to be, you just need to be there. Right. You know? Um, And, you know, a lot of times for me, like, um, (laughs) like I I have these examples with with my husband. Um, We had, so as as you all know, my my five-year-old daughter is autistic. And she, you know, over the past year, it's been like very challenging with the pandemic and having her be home and not in school and all of her structures taken away. And, you know, a lot of her different uh, resources that we use for her to get therapies had been cut off or cut short. And so we would have to use, you know, Zoom, which, you know, for some people is fantastic. But for somebody like her that needs mm. the the you know physical presence of another person to help that help her with her structure and help her communicate and cope it is not effective over a electronic platform no so anyway she has been just having these massive regressions and she'll have these horrible meltdowns and it's just like it really draws all of your energy out and it really challenges how you respond in those situations and maintaining your peace and maintaining your um you know being being within your body and not like just losing it with this person that is completely out of her body and completely out of her mind so it is a matter of just trying to maintain that and it is exhausting and um the other day yes i was actually thinking i think it was yesterday um 
I, it was one of those days. It was one of those days where she would just lose it. And it was just like, oh my God, my brain, it, everything, everything in my body hurt. And I just, I, I sat down and it was funny. I had an interview with another, uh, for the, the, another episode interview. And I go in to set everything up and I just sit down and I just start to cry mm. and bawl and just allow myself to feel. Because I know right. that if I leave that bottled up, that energy is going to translate. It's going to explode. Yes. And I don't want that. Right. You know, and so I allowed myself to feel this this sensation. And of course, my husband walks in and he was like, are you OK? And I'm like, no. And I explain what's happening. And he's like, well, it wasn't that bad. And it was like, OK. You know, because of course, then I get triggered because I'm like, but you, you know, I try not to get angry, but I tell him, I was like, but that's not what matters in this, in this situation. What matters is that it, it affected me to the point where it was bad enough. You know what I mean? It, it, it made me respond this, or I'm responding this way because it, I am, you know, it is what it is. And regardless of your interpretation of how bad it was, it, I am still responding it to it in this way. Right. So that criticism is not going to help me in this situation. What I need from you right now is for you to be here with me and to love me and to Just not like, try and It's fix like it. I see, like, we all need that love and support that your five-year-old gets when she has a meltdown mm-hmm. where we want to be there we want to help her through it and we want to you know kind of maybe burden not burden but um manage the pain that she's feeling because she's not able to express it right and in that moment when your husband walked in it's like your inner child is like I would like a hug too. Yeah. I would like to be told that, hey, as a mom, you're doing a great job. Yes. But it's like being told it wasn't that bad. It might not have been bad as a meltdown a week ago, but a week ago, I felt fine and able to handle it. But today, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. Right. And and from his perspective, you know, he deals with her meltdowns every single day because he's a stay at home. So there's a comparison to it. Yes. And so, you know, it wasn't like he was trying to be like, you know, demeaning my response, but it was also the interaction where I feel like he was trying to be there, but it wasn't the space that I was needing. But what was nice was that he was like, okay, I see being able to like see the space that I needed by me explaining to him, I need you to be here for me a little bit differently right now. You know, so it was just in that communication and being able to express what it is that you need in this moment to this person that is in your space with you. And they're, you notice that they're trying to hold space with you or for you, but they're not entirely sure how to come about it. So for you to get in tune with what it is that you need in the moment that you're needing this space so that other people who want to be there for you can understand how to hold space effectively can be there. And so for me in that moment, it was, I I love you and I see that you're trying to hold space for me right now, but what I need from you is a little bit different. I need you to be here and just tell me that it's, everything's going to be okay, that, you know, this is, you know, this is just a bad day and it's, it's, it feels horrible, but I'm here. I love you. You know, it's, it's going to be all right. It's not one of those things where it's just kind of like, well, it's no biggie, you know, and it's like. I get what you're trying to do, but I'm needing a little bit more of this. (laughs) I think the magic words that you said right there was, I, it would be, what do you need from me? Yeah. As a person who's trying to figure out in this situation, um, what is it that you need? Because there's a lot going on in the moment. Yeah. 
or how can I help you? Yes, yes. But not long term, how can I help you in this moment? Yeah, yep. Because long term is a separate discussion. But in this moment, I need you to hold space for me because something happened and I don't know how to regulate my body. I don't know how to regulate my emotions. I don't know how to regulate my stress. Crying, I will say is my number one coping mechanism and it is the best coping mechanism I think that you can have. So there's so much strength in crying because mm-hmm. crying is a way that your body lets you know that you've reached your max and we can't hold it. So we're coming out through the eyes. Yeah. Did you hear that boys? Men in the audience. Crying. Did you but hear me? There's a stigma. Did you hear her? I should say that we <laughs> say that men shouldn't cry. Yes. So then I have sat with men who show no emotion, mm. and I just feel, I feel. It all, right? I feel like they're going to, like, and it's a scary thing because I don't know how you properly cope with things. You're holding it all in your body. Mm-hmm. They can't scream. They can't yell. They can't cry. We can as women because that's what we're we're able to do because we're quote unquote crazy women and we just get to do whatever we want. We are hysterical. We are. But in reality, but we're being told that by men who aren't able to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So holding space for men who are very stoic, it's very hard. Yeah. Because they don't want to be told, I don't want to cry. You don't have to cry. Mm-hmm. But if you do cry, that's cool too. Yeah. Because your body is letting you know that we need out. Yes. And to recognize the conditioning there. Right. Recognize that there is a conditioning, a societal conditioning that says if you cry, you are weak. Crying is the best coping mechanism yeah. for your body. Yes. It is literally the way for you to open up. Yes. That is one thing that my, my godfather was telling me who's the the psychic medium that is like so incredible. He was like, literally the moment you begin to cry is the moment that you begin to open up Yes, and you allow your emotions to let everything move again. And so to cry is to literally balance both of those energetics because you're being, but you're also doing right at the same time. And so we have all these men that have been told from the time that they were young to stop crying, stop being such a little girl, you know what I mean? And, and pick yourself up by your bootstraps and quit, you know, being such a, you know, a wuss or whatever, you know, take it and be a man. That. But they're still a person too. They're in, intuitive beings yes. and their body is telling them something and we're telling them just to ignore it. Yes. Don't ignore it. Stop that. You have to explore. Yes. And be open to crying. And I will say that I have had difficult conversations where I was having tears streaming down my face. And because I'm regulating my emotions, because I don't want to scream or yell or throw something, Mm -hmm. I am saying I am feeling heavy amount of emotion. I am severely uncomfortable, but I'm doing this. And the repercussion is my body saying, okay, well, we can't like poop right now. So we're going to (laughs) cry. If you want to follow me into the bathroom, we can have a conversation because you get nervous, but it's just your body is letting you know that it's okay. We're in a hyper sensitive situation. And I've had to say, I'm only crying because I'm uncomfortable Mm. and I have to regulate because two with societal norms, being a hysterical woman 
and people of color, you know, they have to regulate differently too because they don't want to be the angry black person that's being portrayed to them. So there's a stoicism that has to happen when expressing our emotions that we are not able to just freely express mm. because there's stigmas with it. Yep. And there's stereotypes with it. So withholding space, you may find that you come across somebody who is unable to hold space for you. Oh, yeah. And that could be a very hurtful thing. Yeah. Because you want to come to somebody who's your lover or who's your family member or who's your best friend. And they, I find that people who cannot fully hold space we call them like narcissistic attributes. It's all about them. It's all one-sided or they're not tapped into their body or they're very um, superficial or surface level. Mm -hmm. Some people don't know how to go deep yeah. and to expect to come to them and say, I just went through a tremendous amount of pain and I'm having a really hard time getting to the other side. And they say, sorry for your loss oh. or sorry that you feel this way it's it's so i'm like thumbs up thank yeah. you yeah got it i should have just never even said anything it's sort of like one of those like a card like it's just sort of like a sticker or a stamp yeah it's just like i can't invest you anything. get a pat on the back good job good taking good care you. of that yeah oh oh god and it's such a tremendous heartbreak on top of pain where you feel isolated that nobody knows how to hold space for you or you get this feeling of maybe I shouldn't even be feeling this way maybe I should just forget like I'm over overreacting I'm overthinking you feel this way you feel that way yeah. your reaction is your reaction mm -hmm. could it be controlled and do better next time sure how did what does that look like yeah how do you go forward and you can also hold space for yourself Yes. You can meditate. You can journal going on that run. Self-care. Yes. Yep. It's not just a hashtag. It's a way of life. Yeah. Yes. It is actually choosing the things that will benefit you over, you know, the things that you think are comforting but are actually kind right. of hurting you. To say, run. hey, Lorelai, we have appointments set up to do podcasting. I am not in the mental space to hold space for it. That is I don't. I feel like what I'm just going to give you is shit content. So... I need another week. Yeah. And I say to that, I love that. Thank you for holding space for yourself. And right. let's, let's redo this. Let's, and there's let's transparency reschedule. saying, I need time to regroup. And sometimes you're not able to be given that time. Mm -hmm. yep. So in that moment, you have to hold space for yourself. People go into the bathroom and hold space for themselves. They look in the mirror and they take deep breaths. They wash, they splash water on their face. That is considered holding space for what you're feeling in your body. Yep. Yep. When your kid's having a meltdown, you're trying your best to hold space for them because mm -hmm. they have no cognitive dissonance in the fact that you have dishes to do, you have laundry to do, we have to get here at this time, you have a doctor's appointment, you have five phone calls. They don't care because they can't see it. Yeah, they're only presently in the moment. So instead of throwing all that on them, don't you see? Yeah. Don't you get it? Yeah. This isn't important right now. Yeah. It's saying, hey, I totally understand that you feel this way. And I want to be here for you. Yeah. What can I do? What can to I help do? You get back can to I have you just sit here and just cry while I go do the laundry? And then let's regroup if they're at an age that you can have that kind of conversation with them. Right. You know, autism has its own level of spiciness. Yeah. 
here, let me help you hold hold space by helping you do laundry and crying. A lot of it is just massive sensory dysregulation. And it's like, you can't look at her. She has to be not looking at you. So you're not visually stimulating her. And you have to like be doing like the deep pressure so that she's getting the deep pressure sensation because that's what she seeks out and counting one, two, three, four, five, and also to, to 10 basically. And she begins to count with you. And sometimes you have to do the fingers going up in the numbers so that she sees the numbers going up on the fingers. So that way it kind of helps her regulate herself by focusing on something other than her brain losing its mind. It's sort mm -hmm. of like, like whenever you go into like Costco and you get overstimulated right. or Target and you get overstimulated, but all the stuff and the, the noise and the smells and the lights and the ugh, everything, it's so much stimulation, but you multiply that by about a hundred. And that's where I feel like autistic brains get just too much. And when you're little like that, it's just like a, the only thing they know how to do is to throw a fit because they can't, they can't regulate themselves. So in order to get the stimulation out, they have to scream and cry and hit themselves. They have to get it out. And get it out. And so this is what it looks like for my five-year-old is by screaming and hitting herself. Right. <laughs> and I'm trying to just make it seem like it's okay. We're coming back. Right. And you have to reel it back with her all the time. All the time. And yes. you have to regulate your own emotions in that moment. So may I ask if you're willing to share who holds space for you and or, and or what does it look like to hold space for yourself? So the people that hold space for me are generally my, my husband, uh, my best friend Leah, uh, my sisters sometimes when they're able to because they, they have their own... Yep. They have lots of stuff that they're doing, but when they can, they do a beautiful job of it. So thank you, Kat and Heather. I love you both very much. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes my mom, but, you know, I feel like with her, there's there's a kind of a disconnect with her, but I'm trying to repair a lot of that. Um, but that they are the ones that generally hold space for me the most. For myself, it is... Um, my meditative practice it is doing my podcast episodes and researching them it makes me very very happy it makes me feel like there's a purpose here it's doing my past life regressions and my past life tarot reads and my regular tarot reads and being with other people in the sense heals the parts of myself that i haven't been really paying attention to or maybe they have been hurt because of you know issues with my daughter or issues that you know I might have with myself with my own self-confidence and learning how to trust myself um, it's you know really just going into situations where I feel like you know I, I don't know if I can do this and then holding space for myself for a few moments to say you're gonna do just fine you're gonna be just fine you have this having the positive self-talk to yourself yes and holding space for yourself yes and even making everyday choices that would help my physical body you know what I mean I don't do it all the time I mean let me just tell you that's like yesterday that was a three beers kind of day mm. that was that was that day and was that a great coping me mechanism nope but it sure did help at the time right <laughs> 
and thank God my liver is as good as it is and as healthy <laughs> as it is. I know I'm probably saying three beers and people are like, really? That's it, Lorelai? I drink a bottle of wine. I know. Like, on a Tuesday. Like, jeez, you lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it is what I needed at the time or what I felt would feel good in my body. Maybe it's the grounding of the alcohol that helped. Yeah. But, you know, I try to do things that would help me cope that are healthier. You know what I mean? eating the greens and the fruit and the water and the different things and lean proteins so that my physical body feels very healthy. So that way connection is easier for me. That's good. That's a good thing to point out. Yes. And holding space is easier because I feel healthy and good in my body. And I want to ask you about when you hold space because you do tarot readings and you do past life um, readings and um, in the spiritual world of holding space for people when they come see you. Yes. It, do you have any obstacles that you face when you're trying to hold space for other people? Yes. And what's funny is it's generally, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, it ain't me, but genuinely when someone sits down in front of me, I am reading their energy. That is all that I am doing is I am, they are giving me whatever they got and I'm going to show them what that is through Mm. the cards. As a mirror. As a mirror, basically, yes. So it should be a validation of what they are one, already feeling or two, had some kind of idea or they were like, yep, that, I mean, it's just that inner knowing, you know what I mean? They're like, that's it, you know? Um, So really the resistance comes from the other end of the table. Got it. So if they're coming in expecting a parlor trick, that's when I'm like, I, I'm having a really hard time connecting. You right. know, is there something that you're expecting from me that maybe I'm not giving you that maybe we need to talk about here? Because if they're if they're like, so I did have one um, one woman that came to me and she just wanted, she was like, I need you to tell me how things are going to go this year, and I'm like, I mean, it's going to be fine, like. <laughs> I don't know what you, I mean, like, I can't give you specifics. I mean, that's not how this works. You have to be open to. But she had an expectation that she, you were going to. Yeah. Give her details. Give her a PowerPoint presentation of what the next year is going to be. That's exactly it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have any control over what spirit wants you to know. Right. So this is what I have for you. You know. At the end of the reading, was she okay with that? I don't know, actually. So I'm, I feel like she was expecting something else. I feel like what was given wasn't necessarily bad. I think it was just different than what she was expecting. And I think it was okay in the end. But I knew and I felt, and she even said, this is like, you know, I, I this is what I'm wanting. And I'm like, well, I'll do my best. You know, like there's, there's no guarantees that I'll be able to give you you know, the ABC, like PowerPoint presentation, like you said, like a guideline or a syllabus as to how this is going to go. I just need you to know that I am going to shuffle the cards and ask your guides to tell me what you need to know. And if it's not what you're anticipating or expecting, that's not something that I have any control over. Or that the guides don't even want to speak. Yeah. You could be in a mental state or an emotional state that the guides are like, I think we need more time. Yeah. Yeah. And for her case, there was a lot of, there was a lot of time that she needed to take for herself that she wasn't taking. It was like, she was just trying to get right back into things, even though she had a very poignant death in her family. That was like, you need to be grieving. That's what you need to be doing. You don't need to be focusing on dating. You need to be grieving. Right. Because you're not. But we always want to bypass the pain. Yes. We always just want to say, 
let's just jump over that log and yeah. not even deal with it. When yeah. it's like, no, you need to jump on the log, land in the water, get your phone smashed a billion pieces, go get a new phone. It's a process. Cry some more. Yeah, yeah. cry some more. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about with holding space is when there's a positive interaction with holding space or when we quote unquote say that holding space worked mm. or it was successful mm. there's a lot of what's called vulnerability hangover mm. and that's where when you have a negative experience holding space you walk away with kind of like a bitter taste in your mouth like yeah. okay that wasn't really like maybe we shouldn't talk about that with this person or maybe we went a little too, too deep or maybe they were uncomfortable maybe i said something wrong if you're self-aware and in retrospect can notice that some people have no concept and they just say and do whatever they want without any cause of the world but when you have a really positive holding space aspect there is this feeling of a vulnerability hangover, like I said, where you were able to get out what you needed to get out and it was picked up and received by the other person spectacularly or a little bit messy, but you were able to work it out yeah. that your cup is filled. Yeah. Where you feel like, okay, I feel a little lighter. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't need to go to so-and-so who's too busy, which is fine. I just feel like I need to maybe sit with this positive feeling of being able to get stuff off my chest. Mm. There's this level of lightness that happens when you feel and you anticipate that having a conversation with somebody is going to be like terrifying. Mm. And then you have the conversation. Everything's fine. Nobody's mad at each other. Thank you for holding space. You give each other a hug and you walk away and you just have a sigh of. <sighs> Thank God. Like, and sometimes when you're not used to having space held for you, it's kind of shocking. Like, is that how it's supposed to feel? Is mm. that what feeling good feels like? Yeah. Is that what, okay, well, maybe we were too vulnerable. Maybe they now know too much. And I've had that where I'm like, ugh, I've said too much. And mm -hmm. they now feel closer to me and I want to pull back. So there may be an instance when you hold space with somebody that they might pull back. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable for, for them to speak about their emotions. And I only say this because I am one of those people. Right. Yeah. And sometimes I don't intend to. But in dating relationships, it's really hard to say, hey, like, I don't really like it when you do A, B, or C because of A, B, or C. So if you want to talk about it, we can. Otherwise, and then they're like, yeah, let's talk about it. And I'm like, internally, I'm like, fuck. Oh, like god <laughs> yeah okay don't. you don't mind holding space for me so a b and c happened and i was like 12 you know it's like and then it's like afterwards you're like okay well we developed a bond and sometimes when you're not used to having that bond it's uncomfortable mm. and you have to get used to and build up tolerance to it yeah so there are some people that are like, I don't want to go to therapy. I'm not going to therapy. I'm not going every week. I don't have anything to talk about. I just sit there and they stare at me. That is the perfect step. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go into a therapy session or a holding space session to feel like everything is fixed in one moment. When these texters text into the Christ text line, they're not, they may be expecting us to, what do I do? How do I fix this? Mm -hmm. It's a process. Yeah. The goal right now is for you not to go to the heavy extreme. Right. And to get to a cool, calm, what can we do tonight? Yeah. Now it's back to basics. Yes. And when holding space with people, 
some people can take advantage of that in the sense of, and I feel like in retrospect, I've been that person where I would always find people who needed me to be able to hold space to have a connection with them. But I also realized with doing the texting thing that our intimate holding space is left right there in the moment. Yeah. Yep. And we may never have that exchange ever again because they may never call text back or if they text back, they're going to get somebody else. Yeah. But when I, whenever you're at it, have an ability, and I want to emphasize this enough, if somebody comes to you wanting space held for them, mm-hmm. treat it like you're never going to get this moment again. Mm, I love that. Because you never know yeah you don't you just don't know because it's better to treat it as you never may have this experience again than the what ifs the should haves if something doesn't Mm -hmm. like oh she was having a crisis like i wish i would have set more time aside for them and sometimes people don't know how to ask for it yeah so like when they text into the text christ line they just either say hi or help it's a simple like it's the act of reaching out hey Yes. You reached out. Yes. And sometimes that's all it is, is if they've actually... Hi, we're here. Yeah. You might not need us today, but some people are testing the system. I just wanted to see that somebody would respond. Hi, I'm Julie. Yeah. I'm a real person. You will notice I'm a real person by my grammar mistakes. That's usually my line. <laughs> right. You will see my misspellings and my horrible punctuation, and they try to emphasize, like, we want, like, like great grammar and i'm like you have the wrong person like yeah. i'm just here to hold space that's like that's not how that's not vocally suit. yeah i'm not worried <laughs> so about sorry. how things are spelled right but you're doing exactly what needs but if to somebody done. comes up to you and says hey i need to talk yeah but on the other end you get that feeling of oh shit mm-hmm. what did i do wrong oh yeah yep are they mad at this 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 so it's always nice to emphasize hey can we chat i'm having a really tough time and i just need a friend yes like sometimes we need to give a little bit more information yeah so the people that text in that say hi and i'm like hi i'm julie i'll be here to help you tonight can you tell me a little bit about what's going on having bad thoughts it's a cycle of standing there and digging a little deeper yeah and it's building rapport and it's building trust and it's exploring yes and asking questions yes yeah in-depth questions right. generally and people say that i am really good because i can kind of have that psychic ability to foreshadow yeah and i have that gut intuition where i can say i don't think this is conversation is going to be productive mm-hmm. i think we need to stop this i'm feeling some type of way you're feeling some type of way you're not getting what you expected out of me i'm just here to hold space so there is a lot of regulating that happens with holding space yeah And I want to ask, when you hold space for people and you do your readings, do you ever get so involved emotionally, spiritually that you're exhausted? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, especially at the end of the day where I've had like, you know, like the first time I ever did the readings, the tarot reads at the end of the day, it was so it was so busy. I had like, I don't know, like eight reads back to back from like the time from noon to 6 p.m. And at the end, it was so funny because I was so happy. There's so much joy being able to communicate and help in any way, shape or form. But I had the worst headache Mm. ever. I like, I laid down on this floor right here and just was like, 
oh my god, I have such a headache. And Isabel was here too, and she was like, oh god, it's so bad. She, we both had horrible headaches. Right, you just felt it. Yeah, because it was so depleting. Much work. Yeah, it's yes. so depleting. And, you know, after a time, it starts to get a little bit better. You know, the more connectivity that you have, the more work that you do, it doesn't take You build up a tolerance. You build up a tolerance. You build up, you know, your ability to connect without that friction or without that, like, that pain that might come afterward. You know what I mean? It's still hard work, but you definitely... How about after podcast episodes that you record? Yeah, actually, sometimes after certain podcast episodes, I'm like, oh, my God. Because you held space for the container of the subject. Yes. Like our subject is holding space, so we're talking about it. And then I realize that after we do a podcast episode, I say, I feel like I was seen and heard, Mm -hmm. that I feel content. And I feel comfortable that everybody is going to hear this because it's true, authentic voice action of mine. Yes. To where I don't need to just go around and chit-chat about so-and-so's life or chit-chat because I've already got my cup filled. Yes. And I realize that that's why I enjoy doing these podcast episodes with you is because I'm able to share the wisdoms that I've learned throughout my years Mm -hmm. and being able to share that and then having the space held where I can comfortably say it and have it produced, there's trust involved. Oh, yeah. Because if I were to go to somebody else and do a podcast and I was like, oh, they're going to edit that to make me sound like there's this ugly feeling that you get. Oh, yeah. But there, when it feels safe, it's supposed to feel like nothing, if you, that makes sense. Yeah. You've, you don't feel like any of that. I don't have to worry about it. Yes. Yeah. You just feel safe. You feel right. like you can just speak. And a lot of people who, again, the crisistextline.org, a lot of people that reach out there, they're in an environment where they're not seen, they're not heard, and they need somebody to listen. Mm. And if we would, if everybody would just say, hey, this is how you feel, this is how I feel, is there anything that you need from me? Yes. I love that. It's beautiful. So on that note, if you are having any issues or you need to contact the crisis hotline, there is no judgment. And please feel free to contact the crisis hotline at, um, was it text hello, H-E-L-L-O to 741-741 and speak anonymously with a crisis counselor. So if that's what's happening, do it today and speak to one of their amazing counselors like Julie. Like me. Like Julie. Let's text friends. Let's do it. So anyway, that's, that's the holding space episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening and holding space for Julie and I. Yay! Like and subscribe to show that you've enjoyed holding space. (laughs) Share it with all your friends. Oh, maybe this could be a segue, a passive aggressive segue. Send this to somebody that you want to learn how to hold space. Oh my God, you're a genius. I know. Share it with all the things and all the people. Yes. Let them know that you would like them to hold space for and this you. This is how. And this is how you do it. And then when it doesn't work out, you can text me at the crisis text line. Yes. And and all will be well. There this- are always people that are, are available to want to help and hold space. Yes. At the hospitals, you know, yep. out even in the grocery stores. Yep. People, there are a lot of friendly people out there. This yes. world isn't just the social media pit hole of hell. Oh so there are decent people out there. So much Anyway, 
All right, you guys, I love you all very much. Again, like and subscribe to the podcast. Share this podcast episode with someone that you love, that you feel would benefit from this. And I look forward to talking at you again really soon. Love you all and love and light to you all. And now we're just doing things for the blooper reel. (laughs) I will not speak. I doubt that. Mm -mm. Oh. (laughs) Nope. You ain't getting nothing out of me. Okay. It's delightful. Thanks. (laughs) Some people will not agree. Oh, well, they're not important. I know. (laughs) Okay. If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeyewithlorelei.com and third is spelled with the three R-D, not T-H-I-R-D. Or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account. You can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all.